You're listening to a proud member of the Dice Tower Network, dedicated to bringing podcasters together for the greater good of gaming. It's sort of like Voltron, but with better lip-syncing. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com. Family Gamers Podcast. This is episode 277. Hello and welcome everybody. We are the Family Gamers. As always, I'm your host, Andrew, and I am joined by my lovely and wonderful wife, Anitra. That's me. I like how you laugh at me every single time I do that. <laughs> well, our listeners can't see the hand motions. That oh yeah, I, I give you jazz hands. Anyway, it is an odd-numbered episode. That means we have a guest. We have the one and only Jeremy Howard Whoa. on the show. How are you doing, sir? Hey, party people. Thank you so much for having me, man. I, I It's been a long time since I came back. It's over a year. I think it's Has it over been? a year. Yeah. Has it been over a year? Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. Is. I mean, this is the COVID time where there's no, it doesn't, that's, it's not linear. That so doesn't have knows. much meaning anymore. Oh man, you know what? It could, it could be rolling up on two years for us, but that's wow, okay. That We're here now. I will We're look it up. We'll put it in, now. we'll, we'll reference the last one in the show notes, just in case anybody wants to hear your voice more. But there's other places they can find you. We'll find out about that a little bit later in the show, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 As it just so happens, I have a fact about our episode number 277. You don't say. Yeah. So where do you think we would be in the world today if we didn't have the power of batteries? Oh, man. Like batteries. Like like double-A like batteries, triple-A batteries, car batteries. Yeah. Tesla batteries. I mean- we can't exist without batteries. No, <laughs> we can't. Hand cranking cars. It would be there terrible. would be no like right. computers or phones. Two hundred seventy-seven years ago, Alessandro Volta, the Italian physicist, was born. He is the man who invented the battery. Yeah. Very cool. Alessandro Volta, two hundred seventy-seven yeah. years old. Probably also wow. the source of the term fault. One would be inclined to think so. I, I that would, would make so. sense. Yeah, would be, As a measurable yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that is my fact for episode 277. Actually, no. The fact is, is that his dog name was Voltage. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a board game that we talked about just last week uh, or two that's weeks true. ago. We did yeah. talk about it a week or two ago. Yeah. Anyway, that, Whoa, that's Whoa, call, call back to the call. Oh, hey, wow. come on, baby. All right, well, we do have another fact, and that is that the Family Universe podcast is sponsored by First Move Financial. Did you know that, according to a recent poll sponsored by the National Foundation for Credit Counseling, only 18% of Americans feel very confident about their retirement? So if you aren't sure about retirement, you're definitely not alone. If you want to talk to a professional to see if you're on track to achieve your goals... Go to firstmovefinancial.com slash familygamers to schedule a quick phone call and see if First Move is the right fit for you. All right. Thanks so much to First Move Financial for sponsoring this episode of the show. All right, Jeremy, we're here. We are going to talk about what we're looking forward to in 2022. I have a list of games. You have a list of games, Jeremy. I think you have a list of games. Your list is probably longer than our list because you're smarter than we are. But It's not. I condensed it down. I condensed it. (laughs) But... um, before we do that, we actually talk about what we've been playing. Mm-hmm. And and the first game on my list is a game that I bought for you for Christmas because it was recommended to us by one 
Jeremy Howard. Oh, whoa. Yes. How about that? What is it? We have been playing the heck out of Rolled West. How about that? Wow. Yeah, I mean, did we talk about it on last week's show? I don't even remember. Um, yes, we did. Okay. I was a little skeptical at first. I was just like, okay, well, you bought it for me for Christmas, so let's try it out. Oh. And then, like, we played I have it, faith, and we immediately played it again. I have faith in Jeremy's again. recommendations. I, I was I have really faith. skeptical. I just, like, I don't know if this is my thing. And then we played it, oh. and we immediately played it again. And I showed it to Asher, and then you uh, and I and Asher all played it. Yeah, like, so we've, been we've, playing it we've a had, bunch. like, four or five plays, like, in the last week. Of course you did. It's a really great game. It is very good. We're really, really enjoying it. It's a really good game. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a, that's in my rolling rights of just like, take it on, take it with you on a travel, put it in a plastic bag. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Take, take it it with me. It's a great one. It's a great one because it comes with dry erase markers and, and like, yeah, it's everything. It's a, it's a nice production. Yeah. So nice component. Sadly, it's tasty minstrel. They're no longer around, but. All right, be able to get it picked up somewhere else. So. What do you got on your list, Jeremy? What you've been playing? Uh, I want to go with uh, speaking of rolling rights. You just kind of made me think of a game because uh, I just played it recently, and contender for a top ten game in twenty twenty one because it was that good was a dinosaur island rolling right Ro- roar and right Roaring by right. Panasonic okay. Games. Definitely a con- a contender for it could be a contender for solo play because I did like the multiplayer so much. But that one there, uh, very, very, very interesting version of Dinosaur Island meets Dinosaur World. Interesting fact about that game was is that it was the original design, and they decided to make Dinosaur World because of Dinosaur Island Roaring Right. So kind of backwards thinking, right? Huh. Wow. Okay. Neat. This game is it's got some interesting twists on it. You're going to be basically drafting the the dna dice as normal but then you have coins and you have different things that you're going to do with with that kind of stuff but then you have these specialists that you can hire and also special buildings that you can create but what you're actually doing is is as you build these you know containment areas you're actually drawing them on your little paper mm-hmm. and then you're also trying to create routes that pl- people can see that are different every time so you're trying to create these pens for you know tyrannosauruses and yep, stuff yep, like yep. that and you're sure. trying to build them so they score points. But you're also trying to build routes between these buildings that connect them that will also score you points every time you go through a round. You also have specialists that you have, all kinds of stuff like that, different types of rides and things you can do. And, of course, as people get eaten or hurt or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you're going to have points subtracted. It's a really, really good rolling, rolling ride. It is a, I, I really highly recommend this one. And once you know the rules, we're talking like 20, 30 minutes tops, but – the first time you play, it's going to be closer to an hour okay, um, sure. just because you're trying to think out what's going on here. But then mm-hmm. once you figure it out, you're just like, oh, we can play this in like about 30, 45 minutes, maybe. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So it yeah. sounds like kind of a little little chunky, but not yeah. overwhelming. Uh, you know what? It, it It's like walking that borderline, but it's not. It's like it's it's if you're a person that's familiar with dinosaur world or dinosaur island you will know you you just want to know what's going on because it's like you know exactly what you're trying to build Mm -hmm. it's just that you're building it by writing it versus like here i I have this tile or here i have Mm -hmm. uh these cards or here i have these things like all that stuff's kind of set out for you it's a different type of puzzle let's just say that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely fun you're next year well speaking of 
solo games, I have been playing a bunch more of Ugly Griffin Inn from Button Shy. Yes. Yeah, so oh, we, we kickstarted something. Was it Unsurmountable? Uh, yes. Okay. So and we got, we got a, a copy with Unsurmountable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Ugly Griffin Inn hits just the right level for me with solo games that it's not overly thinky. And it doesn't take up a huge amount of space. Like, I really enjoy Sprawlopolis and Agropolis, but they get real big, depending on how your restrictions end up working. Ugly Griffin Inn, you have a bar with four patrons in it in front of you. And then you have the inn, which is just kind of a stack of cards off to the side. You need to be able to see them. There's a lot of reading in the game. But it really just comes down to every round, somebody is moving from the bar to the inn, and then you check and see, is anybody in the inn really uh, cheesed off and going to leave? <laughs> and your goal is, by the time you hit the end of the 18-card deck, to have, I think it's at least seven or eight people in the inn. Alternatively, you immediately lose if eight people have left the inn, okay. which is pretty much how I've lost most of my game so far. I'm huh. real close to the end, and then all of a sudden I get a cascade effect and a bunch of people leave the inn. And I'm like, oh, well, and there we go. And we're done. Yeah. Okay. But you like that because that's that whole puzzle thing. Right. It's, right. it's that whole puzzle of like the monk is fasting. And so once he's in the inn, he gets upset if there's anybody uh, with food above or below him. Um, there's okay. a nun who disapproves of beer. So she gets upset if anybody has beer above or below. I'm having none of that. <laughs> there's other people who are upset by things like noise down in the bar or fighting down in the bar. And some of them react really really poorly uh like there's some hunter or something where if there's too much noise down in the bar i think it is he ends up going out and killing a you know an animal and then leaves its carcass in the inn so not only does he leave but anybody who's bothered by bad smells also leaves so i like the the thematic nature of it i have all of button shy games somewhere (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's how i feel too i started collecting them together in a <laughs> i was looking through my 2021 stack <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like wait do i have that one i do somewhere yeah i just got a shipping notification somewhere for something today i have no idea what that is. <laughs> at, that's right. at unplugged uh aeg was kind of giving out like little swag gift things I think there was a mug in there and like some promo cards and stuff like that, but it all came in a metal lunchbox. Lunch yeah. It was like a Rolling Heights metal oh. lunchbox. That is now where we store our, our all the bunch of games. games. They all go in them. <laughs> At least all the ones I've found. I need to look in the car. I think some may have slipped under the seats. <laughs> <laughs> so good stuff. They're everywhere. It's like like trivia. Yeah. yeah, you open the drawer. They're just there. I have no idea. I'm the same way. I have no idea. I'll have some in my room where I get dressed. I'll have some in my bag from when I was at a conference. I'll have yeah. some in my backpack right. as well. Like I just never know. I try to keep a couple in my purse and like rotate them out. But then I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. I know I had Sprawlopolis somewhere. Yeah. Where is yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know. I can't find it. Yeah. It's too small. That I, I never bunch shy is especially this last year. They like there was, you know, there's some hits and misses, right? But like this mm-hmm. last year yeah. has been like their they have best been killing year. it. And yeah. they are like very they're not holding back because like this year they already like had their twelve games like showing <laughs> oh, yeah. already. They were like twenty twenty two, boom. I was like, Oh, whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. 
They're not playing around. Every time we get another uh, kind of update, he's like, yeah, I hired another person. I'm like, okay, we're really doing yeah. this. That's fine. Yeah, like, yeah that's no. that's a great sign, man. Good luck to them mm-hmm. on that one, right? Yeah, yeah. good for them. Um, let's well, see. I'm going to say one more. I'm going to jump on this and say I have another very small game I've been playing that is not a button-shy game. Listeners to the show will already know, I've mentioned this a couple of times, I've been playing a lot of Ice Duo. It's two games in one box from Looney Labs, and it uses their okay. Pyramid Arcade system. Okay. Both of the games in Ice Duo happen to be two-player games, and they're both 10 to 15 minutes tops. But it's nice to have that variety of, oh, in this little box I have both a press-your-luck game, set collection kind of thing, and I have a sort of programmed movement hidden goal game in the same box. So I've really been enjoying that. And my son has been asking that I bring it every time we do piano (laughs) lessons (laughs) because both of our boys do piano lessons one right after the other. And so then the other one has to wait around. Wow. Wow. I, I, I never heard of them. Yeah. The the boxes, I mean, it's, it's probably like the size of maybe two decks of cards. Yeah. Something like that. You know, it's it's about that size. So uh, it's a cute little box. The, the little, like pyramid things are kind of a like a translucent blue and a translucent red. I think. Is uh, the one? Well, in the Ice Duo, there's five different colors. I, I only remember two, but I believe you because yeah. you played a lot more than I do. Well, so the whole pyramid arcade thing I heard of years and years and years ago when it was still only called Zendo. I think game designers were starting to come up with other things they could do with the pyramids that were used in Zendo. And then I think it was like four years ago now, Looney Labs released this like, okay, well, then here it is. We're going to call it Pyramid Arcade. There's 20 games in the box. And now they're doing these little kind of offshoots of like, well, here's, you know, just enough to play these two games or these two games. So I've been kind of waffling back and forth. Like, it sounds cool, but what do I need a box with 20 different abstract games in it? I like, do. Eh, I do. I mean, I'd like it, but but this was small enough <laughs> that I looked at it. I was like, oh, I can definitely take this. Now it's portable, and I can take right. it and play it wherever. That's the key. Portable is the most important over everything, though, for me. It's like I, I want to make sure I can take it with me to work. I want to make sure I can take it with me to a con, or I can trick myself into saying I'm going to play it on vacation sometime. <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. lies I can tell to myself so that I can – buy it i will <laughs> well i mean here's the thing like if you've got a big box with 20 abstract games in it yeah box is going to be in the same place as all of your like other really great games because it's a big box right? right once you get to that portability now all of a sudden you're like okay well this game fits in a slot that other games don't fit into so now it's going to start coming with me places i mean that's kind of the button shy model right yes yes i would say for them too like They've gotten to the point where they just have loyalists. It doesn't even matter. Thankfully, they don't make like, like this. Thankfully, they don't make games that are like just blah mm-hmm. anymore. I feel like they're making these great games that you definitely want to have with you at all times. And then I look at this game. Those are the types of games I like. So I won't mm-hmm. I won't discount them even. Even if they have 20 of them, maybe they do <laughs> have a good 10 solid in there. You know, who knows, yeah. right? Who knows? Yeah, well, and, you know, not to throw shade at Button Shy, but, um, you know, Jason Tagmeyer and his ilk, his company, have... His <laughs> have ilk? His Jeez. <laughs> ...have only been publishing games for eight years or so, whereas yeah. Andrew Looney and his wife, who I currently can't remember... Kristen. ...have been publishing games for close to 25 years now like Ooh. they know what works mm-hmm. right 
I, I, to, I so, totally agree. Yeah. It's just time and people and the people have their own models. Maybe he's just great at what he does for his time, too. Right. Yeah. Well, look, so, I mean, you know, if we're going to keep talking about portable games, like it's also twelve dollars. You know, if you get if you buy a $60 game and it's a miss, that sucks. But if you buy a $12 game and it's a miss, you're like, eh, maybe I can find somebody that will. Well, that was what got me. I was like, oh, well, this is Pyramid Arcade, but like it's little and it's cheap. And I'm going to throw it in my purse as soon as I buy it. So what do I got to lose? Yeah. 12 bucks. Yeah. Sold. Yeah. That's a a big thing. Anyway, next on my list is uh, a game that uh, actually you and I have been playing. Again, it's almost like you're basically the only what? person I ever play games with you and anymore. Me. And that's Rift Force. Rift Force. Have, have you played Rift Force? There should always be flames behind when you say Rift Force. Like, there should be I, – I want you to, in post, create a explosion sound when you say Rift Force. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Hold on. And that's Rift Force. That was the weakest I have ever. Heard. I know that was really bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It's not okay, just your husband. Wow. It, was, it was me too. That was actually pretty bad. <laughs> like, All right, here we go. I'll, I'm gonna go myself here. You ready? That. And that was Rift Force. <laughs> was that there? It's gotta blow the speakers out. Right. People need to know this explosion. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this is a, a I think it's one more time games. I think is the the publisher for this. Yeah, and, and Capstone, a cooperation with Capstone. Yep, two player game. Uh, it's like a slot combat game. Did you ever play Fight for Olympus, which is similar? I mean, the, the conceit there is that you're kind of controlling all the heroes of, of Greek myth and you're trying to ascend Olympus. But it, it's a similar kind of a game where you're, you have these slots that you're battling against whomever is placed across from you. Depending on where those slots are, you're getting different kinds of bonuses. In Rift Force, you're trying to gain like Rift energy. And yeah, you do that by controlling these slots or by killing the enemies on the other side of the rift, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) We need sound. We need, we need (laughs) the cool thing about this game that I really like is that everything is, is kind of based around sets where it's either essentially the suit, um, which is the type of monster or the number that is on those monsters. And elementals. Oh, sorry. Elementals. Excuse me. And so you, you have four, different elemental leaders. There's special names for these things. I don't care what they are. And each one of them have kind of special powers and whichever elementals align with those leaders, like that's the power that they have. So play them out into these slots and then you would discard a card and say like, I'm activating fives. And so you can activate up to three elementals that have the power level five. They could be the same elemental. They could be different elementals as long as their power level is five. Or you can, you know, discard a, a ice guy and be like, I'm activating ice. Right, exactly. So okay. so you're playing these guys out, but you also have to keep some stuff back so that you can use those cards to activate the cards that you've now played out. And you're using those things to deal damage based on the special kinds of effects because all the different types of elementals deal damage in slightly different ways or to, you know, actually kill things so that you can get this rift force energy and it's kind of a race to 12 rift force and that's that's the game so it's pretty neat there's 10 different factions and you're drafting them at the beginning of the game so you can't guarantee what your four factions are going to be that make up your deck so yeah there's a lot of replayability because the different kinds of factions may or may not play against like play well with each other kind of thing Um, as you you know because you just shuffle up your deck and so when you're drawing off the deck you might be getting a lot of combination not very much of an right it just kind of happens that way and so you you sort of need to be flexible but yeah as you as you play the game more and more you kind of learn 
which elemental powers sort of go well together. And so you might kind of have an angle that maybe works better for you or your style of play, stuff like that. But it'll be things like if you activate the Thunder guys, they deal two damage to the first elemental that's across from you. And if it kills them, they deal two damage to the next guy. Yeah. You know, that that's the Thunder guy's power, right? So if you activate... Okay. Thunder people, you have you know three little thunder guys yeah. up, up to three that you can activate and kill. So well, it's it's very much a two player kind of dual game. Yeah. yeah. When I liked your plant guys the last time. They pull from adjacent slots, so it's like so I pull you over from this adjacent slot and I do damage to you. Ooh. So he was pulling all of my guys to where he wanted them to be, and eventually I learned to just stop putting guys where his plants could reach them. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm really bad at this game. Maybe I just played at the perfectly wrong time, but I'm really stupid basically when i'm playing this game I'm, I'm not i'm not good at it but just i think there's actually 11 different things i mean you could you discard two and then there's one left over after you something draft four like that, or something yeah. weird like that but there's a lot of different kinds of powers so the game's flexible in terms of you know the types of different weird things you like to do when you do it yeah so we play that a bunch of times that's rift force that's an interesting game that's a you know what that's one of those games i i have entered that genre this year, where it's like, what are they? That's not TCG, is it? it could, you could certainly, you know, release an expansion, but I wouldn't call it like a Marvel right. Champions TCG or anything. Okay, because I was I, like, I like when you say MC, I have TCG, MCG. I have no freaking idea. That's not my <laughs> realm. So no, this is completely player, contained. These these complete two player face off type games. Usually, well, I, I think before this year just wasn't my bad because I hadn't experienced a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Then this year, I played the Ashes, the Reborn, the Phoenix Born, whatever. Yep, 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 yep. Rise of the Phoenix Born. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I played... Uh, now, did you play the old one or the new one? The new one. Fantastic. And then I played um, Radlands, which, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> like, Radlands, wow. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very mm-hmm. simplicity. <laughs> simplicity becomes excellence. But yeah. yeah, I just I'm just kind of open myself up. Rift Force is one I definitely need to try. It's not anywhere near as complex as something like Ashes. It's much simpler than that. Which is great because Ashes can be longer. I, I mean, I think a game of Rift Force is like maybe a half hour. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, Ratlands is that way. This is 20 to 30 minutes. And I would say you can play it with kids as young as about eight as long as they're decent readers. Because yes. you've got your four, you know, elemental types and you need to know what the four different ones do. But that's yes. that's the reading is, oh, wait. This is, you know, my son elemental. What does he do again? Look at the reference. Okay, now I remember. So that's Rift Force. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to buy that. Back to you, my friend. Oh, back to me. Uh, One of the games that I have, it's kind of on my anticipated list, too. I'm going to cheat a little bit. but (laughs) That's okay. This one is by the same designer as Stuff Fables, uh, Mice and Mystic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This one. This one here is Familiar Tales. Uh, Familiar Tales, I, I played it because I, I reviewed it for the Man vs. Meeple channel. And we, we had, uh, I had I posted a review the other day. And it's a game where you play as familiars. And you're taking care of this baby over three eras. And the campaign uh, is probably in that 20 to 30 hour range. Uh, it's, got, it's dipped into three eras. And one era, you're going to have the baby, which you got to figure out how to carry around. The second one, you're going to have like a, a girl. And then the third one, you're going to have a teenage girl. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that happen to the baby because you've got to manage its its temperance and whatnot. And then there's also misfortune. And if you kind of have a bad relationship with the baby, it gets a little testy. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I, it may become a villain if you get to a certain point. But uh, 
Yeah, that you know, Planet Aids is familiar. Is moving around. If you're familiar with some of the stuff that Jerry Hawthorne has done with the mice and the rats and all that stuff like that, uh, then you'll you'll see some familiarity. But this game has a deck building mechanic okay. with like multi-use cards, which seems like a lot for let's say the the audience that you would play this game with. Mm-hmm. But it's actually really easy to get going for let's say an eight-year-old. But the best part about it is it will probably teach them how to play other mechanisms with multi-use cards, which is great. Sure, sure. The cool part is is that this one has a web browser app. If you've played Forgotten Waters, um, which came out last year, that one had a web browser app with voice acting. This one here is like top-notch. I mean top-notch with music and narrating. And uh, they do some cool stuff like... You don't know what turn is whose turn it's going to be next, mm. but if you mm-hmm. get this this kind of this thing called danger, it will make it so you the enemy may pop up in the middle of everybody's turns, or you may all get a turn and then somebody else gets a turn and then the enemy gets a turn. So you don't necessarily know that, but you have to manage your danger and kind of keep it down so that you get a proper amount of turns. Or if you're deck building, uh, you can buy from a row of cards, but you have to save up for it by getting power, but you buy from a deck of cards and there's story cards that you have. And each one of them has, it's like six per page and you find the card. And when you find the card, you buy it and it will kind of give you a little bit more of a relationship story or your own personal story, what you're going through. Um, and then they have like different habitats and stuff uh, or just on the maps and stuff that kind of play into your advantages. Um, some of the cards you play will trigger some of your items, all that kind of stuff that you, you know, like a, it, it's not advanced, but it's definitely, Really appealing for adult players to play with their kids. Yeah, yeah. But I, I find that, I, and I played it by myself. Like, I can play four-player with this very easily just because it's not hard, um, other than the table space and whatnot. But I felt like, wow, with this app, it does everything you want it to do. It sets the atmosphere. It's got really good music. And, uh, yeah, the narration is like, it's on, it's, it's a 10. The narration is a 10. It's great. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, one last thing I will say about this game is there's a character in the game called, his name is ouch. And ouch is like a, a creepy skeleton bird. And he sounds like Schmeagol from Lord of the Rings when he's <laughs> angry, like when he's angry. And it's like, but it's also modulated where it's like, like, you know, like kind of, it, it can be a little dramatic, like, cause it, they, they have like a little dark twist fable, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's sure, it, sure. it pretty, it's well done. <laughs> Let's just say it's well done. It kind of threw me off. I was playing at one in the morning. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> so I can imagine a kid, you know, like, you know, you got like a five-year-old sitting there trying to figure this out, play with you. They're like, whoa, what's that? You know, but. Other than that, it's really it was a fantastic, fantastic game. We did get a chance to play through like the first page of this at Unplugged, or at least I did. Okay, Corey Nitro wasn't there, so I do have some yeah. familiarity with it. Our only concern with it, how much of it did you play through? Did you go through the whole game? I played through one third of the game. Okay, so I played My about eight to ten hours. My only concern is getting kids back to the table because twenty to thirty hours of commitment to one game is a lot for kids. Yeah, I feel like it is going to be a challenge. But I don't feel like that's any less of a challenge than the the um, because Mice and Mystics has a quick failure state, right? Hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff fables can get real tough real fast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a slow play. And aftermath, same thing, but the rules are kind of clunky. 
But here we are with this game. The rules are clear. You, you're matching up colors on the cards for the multi-use part. Mm-hmm. You are triggering off very common icons. And mm-hmm. I think that'll it, we're talking very simple stuff to the point where you could play this game in 40 minutes to an hour at a time. So if your kids are hyped about that, that's good. And it also has like a little pad where you're writing things down so you can even incorporate somebody that's maybe younger to kind of have that duty. Sure. You know, there's choices and stuff like that. But I I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm in this thing where you don't have to finish something to get your purchases worth, you know, like Mm -hmm. you don't have to play all the content to, to, uh, to say you enjoyed the product. Like I played Gloomhaven 60 hours, got a good 40 some missions in. I'm good. Like I'm good. <laughs> it's my second favorite game of all time. I'm good. I love Gloomhaven. I can't wait for Frosthaven. You know, it's like, yeah. The, I I know we want to we want to feel that going into buying a product, but the reality, even yeah, of a Euro game yep. with with five, with three modules. Will probably likely play one of the modules that they add on there, or mm-hmm. incorporate all three at once because we can't wait, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just find it like that, and it's like if it has more, it's just more to tell ourselves that we're gonna play it all. Like, honestly, it just is. But if the kids get an ever with it, why not, right? You got something to, you got it, right? right. Yeah. All right. What else you got? All right. One more. One more one I'll talk about, which is uh, speaking of modules. For Christmas, Andrew got me the an expansion, uh, the expansion, an expansion to Imhotep, which is probably okay. my favorite game these days. Okay. Uh, so th- this is the A New Dynasty expansion, which does exactly what I would hope an expansion to Imhotep does, which is just new place boards that work in new ways. All of the main mechanics of the game are still the same. You can literally just throw in whichever pieces you want and move forward and go. Played that the other day with my son, and I had a really good time. We're like, let's do... All new buildings. Sure, why not? Yeah. Jump in the deep end and had a really good time with it. It definitely kept all of what I love about Imhotep and just gave us new things to do, new ways to do it within that system. How many expansions are there to Imhotep? Like, approximately. I think there's only two. Oh, really? There's two, plus there's that mini expansion. Well, the, I, don't, I, I don't count them. It's like a one-card mini expansion. Yeah. I don't count that. I think there's two. I'm going to look it up on BGD right now. Okay, so is that like a, I, I would just say, is that a family all-timer? I think so. I mean, it's yeah. very straightforward and simple. It can get a little, uh, a little cutthroat. So, so in some games, you can hate draft. In Imhotep, yeah. since you sail the little boats down the Nile, you can hate sail. Um, <laughs> okay. yeah. You can take a boat that has none of your items on it and put it over somewhere this. and be like, "Hey, you yeah. all get to go over to the obelisks now, where nobody wants to be. Have fun." I love you. Hate sail. <laughs> So there's a bunch of, it looks like there's a bunch of like small expansions, yeah. um, which if you were to put them all together, I suppose you could, you could call it kind of one expansion. And then a new dynasty is the only big expansion. There was also the two player version, which is a completely separate game. Okay. Yeah, the duel, yeah. which is fine, but it was just not my cup of tea. Like I pl- we played it a bunch of times. We reviewed it and I was like, why would I ever play this when I have regular? Yeah, well, the duel is, it's good. It's just. Not as good, right? As well, and, the and honestly, some people might like it better. But for me, regular Imhotep is the way to go. Right. 
and so. you know, with limited shelf space, got to make the call somewhere. But the, no, the, but the dual games are a thing, right? The dual games just are a thing. You know, if they have a good property, then they feel like they have a good game going on, and they can tighten up the two-player experience. And and generally speaking, I found them to be good, and most of the time, a better two-player experience than the regular game. Yeah. Well, like. Seven Wonders Duel destroys Seven Wonders for us. Like it's right, so that's much what I'm saying. Like, I, yeah, like that yeah. one, that one, 100. percent Motep didn't happen to do that, and that's okay. Yeah. So you know, the Seven Wonders for me was okay. The, the duel is like perfect. Yep. Yeah. But just saying that yesterday, <laughs> just last night. <laughs> <laughs> do you, now? Do you have any of the expansions for it? No. Yeah, us either. I've played with some of them on BGA because, by the way, the dual uh, implementation on BGA is excellent. It's very, very good. Uh, so by the way, don't. Own, by the way, just thought about this. Don't own Duel. <laughs> don't even own it. I just like it. Yeah, <laughs> I own yeah. Seven Wonders. <laughs> so there you go. That's funny. Here I am talking crazy, right? I'm looking over there. I'm like, uh, I don't even own Duel. I do like okay. it. I do like it. All right. Why don't we take a break? And uh, when we come back, we've been talking about a bunch of games we're excited about. Yes. We're going to talk about even more games we're excited about, but games that we haven't yet played. <laughs> For the most part. Yeah. Potentially. All right. We'll be right back. Nature, it is almost Valentine's Day. It is. I know that you are looking forward to our special date. I don't know what it's going to be. Whatever it's going to be. But what if that special date turned into an escape room? Well, then you'd have the Cupid Crisis, a Valentine's-themed mini escape room in the Holiday Hijink series by Jonathan Chaffer. This game is published by Grand Gamers Guild. It's best for one to two players, and it took us about an hour to play. So what about the art in this game? Well, the art in the Cupid Crisis is similar to all of the other holiday hijinks games with plenty of other nods to typical Valentine's Day themes like chocolates and roses and candles and dancing and chocolates, apparently. Chocolates. (laughs) And some chocolates as well. There was more text and fewer pictures than we had seen in previous games. But the theme overall stayed strong. I think it did. I agree. So let's talk about the mechanics. So as we've mentioned with other holiday hijinks schemes that we've talked about, the puzzle solutions and hints are provided through, uh, it's a website, but it kind of functioned like an app on your phone or your device. There's a QR code on the inside flap of the box that you can use to get there quickly. Once you're at the site for the right holiday, click start and flip over the first card. You'll definitely want pen and paper for this one. And you'll probably need some of the reference materials that are handily provided on the site. Yeah, that's the only spoiler we're going to give. You're probably going to need some of those reference materials. So, Anitra, what do we expect from this game? Well, we've enjoyed all of the holiday hijinks puzzles so far. Mm -hmm. We expected that this one would contain a mix of trivia and word puzzles and logic Mm -hmm. and things like that. Since it's a Valentine's theme, we decided to play it with just the two of us. We're glad we did, too, because there were multiple puzzles that used information our kids would not know. I mean, like I said, there's at least one puzzle in there that we barely knew the information Uh, for. So anyway, so what surprised us about this one? Well, right away, you're actually presented with several different puzzles to work on. That's a little bit different than we've seen in the past. Yeah. Thankfully, you don't need to solve them in any particular order. Each puzzle solution will let you move forward, but eventually you're going to need to solve all of them to get to the end of the game, like most escape rooms. 
The plot of this escape room definitely had some twists and turns. Yes, it did. We won't spoil them, but at least one puzzle led us down a very different path than we expected. Yeah, like I said before, we did end up looking at uh, one of the hints or the references, and we got ourselves pretty twisted up by that. What also surprised us was how easy and fast it was to do the print and play, because we tried that before getting our full copy. Mm -hmm. It was really fast and easy to put together with really good instructions. If you want to get the puzzle as soon as possible, the print and play is a really good option to do that, because you can yeah. download it basically right away. So, Andrew, do we recommend The Cupid Crisis? Well, just like all of the other holiday hijinks games, this is the fourth one in the series after all. We think The Cupid Crisis is a great way to spend an hour or so with friends and family, or just a loved one. There's nothing here that's inappropriate or off-putting for children, so feel free to include them when you play, if you want to. It is best for playing right around the holiday. Valentine's Day. Yes. So order <laughs> it right now from Grand Gamers Guild so you can play it with your main squeeze. So, Anitra, how are we going to rate the Cupid Crisis from Grand Gamers Guild? I think we're going to rate it four out of five hearts. All right. And that's the Cupid Crisis in a snap. snap. And we're back. So part of the reason we wanted Jeremy on the show is because, Jeremy, you are definitely on top of trends and, like, the new hotness and what's coming next. Uh, more so than we are. <laughs> we try okay. so hard. Uh, you okay. So we want to talk about, all three of us, games that we're excited for in 2022. And so why don't you go first? Because you know way more of what's coming out in 2022 than I do. Yeah. What's your, okay. what's your What game are you looking forward to the most? Okay. So this is what I decided to do. I figure I want to find games that are for your audience. Family sure. games. Games that people can play with their families won't insult their family's intelligence. <laughs> like <laughs> definitely, definitely made for a family of gamers. All right. So the first one that's not here in my hand, it's actually on the way, which is great, is one of my most anticipated games, regardless of family and whatnot. It's called Key to the Kingdom. It is by Restoration Games. It is absolutely an amazing game. I, I can't recommend this game enough. So what happens is you're trying to get these pieces of a key and kind of fulfill this quest. Uh, the board is actually divided into three sections, let's just say that. And the sections open like a book. So there's actually spots where you're going around and you jump into these portals and you open up the book to make this even bigger board. And there's also things oh. that you can do there. Now you go and you get pieces of the key by going on these quests that are on specific parts. And each one of them is a different type of mini game. Uh, it could be a multiplier of dice minigame. It could be higher or lower on one. There's all these like small little games you play with the dice, but to do the skill checks for this game, you're going to have to flip over cards that are like representing your weapons, your spells, things like that. And you'll flip them over to add to or subtract to, um, you know, or plus one. And you're using those to get up the scale of that track or whatever it is for that talent and get those. You also have different helpers that you can get in this game. It's got kind of a, a climax to it, which I was okay with. I'm going to have to get a couple more plays and then figure that out. But just a beautiful production. I, I can't say anything but great stuff about this game. I'm going to play it. I'll give it a, a more of a fair shot just to see how deep this thing can go. But <laughs> it just looks, it's just fun, man. I, I don't know. Like, all I can tell you is, is like, this is like one of those perfect family games. It's fantasy. It's really pretty. It's very pretty. I do worry about it getting a little long, but other than that, 
I was like, wow, this is this is super fun. I mean, this is just super fun. And it really does teach like that management part, mm-hmm. you know, like sure. the, the hand, like the hand management is straight up you using your hand, you know, your different pieces and being like, all right, do I add this to? Well, this is going to be a long one. So do I want to use all my twos and ones? Or now I have to take a rest turn so that I can refresh all my stuff. It makes you make these really interesting choices. Mm-hmm. For you as an adult, it may be easier. And you're just like, hey, I just need to make the skill check, da da da, chuck a dice, whatever. Whereas like for a kid, it's 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 really good to watch the thought process of how they manage resources in this game because mm-hmm. it very much sure. will help or you know, or will help you um in this game. I feel safe recommending this game. <laughs> to a family of gamers. No question. Yeah. yeah, I remember they had one copy of this on demo at Unplugged when I was buying my uh, my copy of Battle Legend Volume 2 because I had to get that Sun Wukong the shiny, promo shiny, shiny, shiny card. Shiny card. Had, had to buy that. But um, they had one copy and the, the table was always... I wanted to sit down and, and play a couple turns or whatever, but it was just totally packed, totally packed. So I got so lucky. So lucky. <laughs> I, sat, I was just standing there. He was like, you want to play? I'm like, yes. So I got very lucky. Yes, I do. Yeah, I mean, that that game, I remember when they did the announcement for that to say that they were redoing Key to the Kingdom, and um, I'm pretty excited for that to come out. I agree with you. That's a good selection. That is an excellent choice, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my, my first game on this list is a little... A little more on the nose for the you know the the modern era, and it is Marvel Dice Throne. Oh yeah, Battle Yahtzee is great. Um, you know we have most of we have we have all of uh, first season. We have like most of or half we of the have second like half season. Of season two. Yeah, and um, Marvel's great. Dice Throne's great. I really like the style of, of the season two and the rerolled stuff with the you know they they kind of up the quality the cutout boards and stuff like that a little bit more it's just super fun uh, it looks fantastic great characters in it we kickstarted that last year and i'm just super excited i mean i expect you know roxley knows what they're doing so i expect that's going to come this year I, i'm not really too worried about that kickstarter getting pushed or anything well like and this that, one will so. be an easy sell for the kids too oh yeah they, uh, they already that, enjoy dice throne and you know you stick marvel on it and it can only go oh yeah better, oh absolutely so. i'm gonna open that box and they're gonna freak out and i don't have to review it so i like that part as well exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah i uh i played in a tournament for Di- marvel dice throne uh-huh. they had a tourney and I ended up playing Manny, Trent, the, the artist. <laughs> yeah, his and stuff's so amazing. I survived two ultimates. Whoa. And, wow. Yeah. And I almost mathed out a victory, and then he got one more ultimate. It was my undead. Oh, nice. man. So, so, yeah, I was, I was like one turn away from beating him, and it was it was so fun. I had a wig on and lipstick. It was absolutely insane. <laughs> uh, yeah. I will never do that again. But uh, <laughs> he never says say it never. Now. But, yeah, right. but uh, right. yeah, I was Black Widow, so I was like, I'm gonna wear this wig and do all this stuff. All right. I kind of went right. all in on the character. It was really fun. And, that game, right. the game is gonna be very, 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 very popular. It it, it is worth it. It's not just yeah. a reskin. It's at, it is really fun, and they really played into the theme and played into what the characters actually do and replicated it very well. Doctor Strange is just crazy in that game. I mean, it is. Like Loki is just so Loki. You put out cards and the player has to choose which one it is in order to get off an attack. And That's if funny. you get it right, then you like hit them pretty hard. But if you get it wrong, it's like a slide of the hand. It's really smart. You know, like nice. uh, they, they did nice. a very, very good job. I mean, like Black Panther, you can hit him, but he's like gathering these cards and power 
to unleash it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, they got like they just have it all figured out. And I was just like, wow, this is not just a cool. a paste on. So yeah, nice. you have a lot to look forward to. All right. Well, I feel like my first one is kind of cheating, but it is probably the game I am most looking forward to in 2022, and that is Grove, which we reviewed Grove. when it went up on Kickstarter. I like that game a lot. This is honestly only a handful of games I can think of where I've played them, and then I've played them some more, and then it's been like, okay, and now what do you mean I have to give this game up and and let somebody <laughs> else? I mean, yes, I would love for other people to see how awesome this game is, but I also want to keep it and play yeah. it more. Please, can I keep it? I'm really looking forward to when I can have a copy to play again. Right. <laughs> I played that one pretty hard when I when I first got it. I played it quite a bit. Yeah. All right, Jeremy, what do you got for me? What do I got? Um, let's see here. Cellulose. Oh, nice. All now, right. if you know Genius Games, uh, Genius Games does games with science themes. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have, was it, Convalescence. You have Ion. You have Genotype, which is freaking yeah. Genotype awesome. Genotype looks real cool. Genotype yeah. is really good. It's really good. Top 10 solo game. And now they have cellulose. And cellulose, you're building a cell wall for a plant, I believe. Yeah, I think it's for a plant. And what you're doing in this game is it's basically a worker placement game, but you're kind of, you're also paying attention to your resources because you're trying to put them on a plant. So each time there's a sun phase, you're gathering resources. Like it's like an income phase. Mm -hmm. So of course, this game has science in it, actual science, because the cell wall is building as you go in the game, which is basically you, you're trying to create you add to that cell wall so it's score points but the points are decreasing as the game goes along uh but you're playing placing them in different spots you're also kind of keeping control of your water and the water reduces as you get it and there's a little bit of like area influence to that between rounds so you get like more markers to place you also have cards that do some engine building and i believe there's set collection i can't remember on top of that but there is some of that as well lot of car comboing in this game it has the basic elements of worker placement hand management combo triggering as well and then some income that you can control as well the one thing that you need to know about genius games is they do a really good job of making solid games but also incorporating science actual science into it because these people are the people behind it are phds and all kinds of stuff they know what they're talking about and they even give you the science behind it in pamphlet form or in mm -hmm. the back of the book. Several pages are dedicated to it. So when someone says educational games, these will be the type of educational games where you can have lesson plans built around them or have conversations that are in line with something they may go your your children may be going through in science. And this game doesn't have to be that, but it can be a conversation just like any euro where you may yes. remotely know the person that's in the euro and be like oh well they were on a conquest and that's what we're doing in this game is conquesting well the same thing goes for cell it's like this is how you build a cell wall um you know like this is what mitosis is this is what you know whatever it is and you have yet another game that's solid that teaches solid science the other game they had was cytosis that was the one i was forgetting mm -hmm. okay. and this one here Definitely another solid game. The components are always great. Really nice, nice solid components, thick, thick components. Uh, so yeah, I definitely recommend this one. Now, if I said between this and Genotype, Genotype is whew, really good game. But this one here, no slouch. Definitely one worth checking out. This is Cellulose. It plays up to five players, by the way. It's a, it has a solo mode also as well. Nice. Oh, very cool. One of my uh, my better discount gets was a copy of 
the deluxe Kickstarter version of Subatomic already sleeved. Oh, wow. It was a, it was a, like a used copy at the local FLGS. Yeah. It was like $16 or something like that. And we have had a great time with that. Yeah. So Um, we played that. uh, Playing Subatomic, I never thought I would be talking about like subatomic particles with my son who was 10 at the time, but he's a big gamer. And so like we get into playing the game. And so he's like, okay, so why is it that this fits together this way? I'm like, oh, well, so there's this concept called spin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So their stuff is really amazing. John Covey was a crazy smart dude. Um, Super nice guy. There's nothing that I wouldn't recommend from genius pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, the deck building games they have. The one elements that I played was really good. Yeah, they they just have good games. They have really solid games. That's that that's the best part is like they're solid and they have good science behind them. So that's in, right. that's the most yeah, important part. It's not just something like they kind of pasted this theme on. No. Yeah, it's, it's that wonderful marriage where it's it's a good, solid, fun game, but also the science is good and you're going to learn as you play through it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. Uh, so my next game is another game that we backed on Kickstarter that I am looking forward to getting in the house. It looks fantastic. I have never played it. I mean, that often happens with Kickstarter games. Jeremy, I know you have played it, so um, I'm eager for your thoughts as well. And that is Creature Comforts from Kids Table Board Gaming. Yeah, so Creature Comforts is, I believe this is one to five, one to five too. Yeah, it's one to five. And um, mm-hmm. you are these creatures in a village. Uh, it is worker placement. Uh, you are going to be trying to gather, you're going to be going to different spots over four seasons, I believe. And each season, there's going to be different people that that, that kind of visit your town. And the, they will set conversion rates and things like that. Um, and also give abilities and stuff for, for, for going to specific spots. But you're going to have your own dice, uh, which are like your own two color dice. But then you're also going to have these village dice that you roll as well. And you're going to be placing your workers out ahead of time. So everybody's going to be placing their workers wherever they want. Nobody impedes anybody. And then you're going to roll all the other dice, the village dice, and you're going to be placing those in different spots. Now, some of those are going to be, hey, if you put your dice here, you get these resources. You're going to have spots where it's like, hey, if you go here and you put a specific die there, um, you're going to get cards that give you abilities. And those will help you trigger multiple different things. But then you also have cards where the market where you go and you use those cards to gather resources to buy cards for set collection and more combo triggers and things like that. And that's where the heart of the game is, is really the set collection and different card combos you're trying to create in the game. But what I do like about this game is, is that it's the village dice. It's not just your dice. So it's like what people do with them is different, but you have this core set of dice Uh, that are in the village area, uh, which is like what the game really is all about. Um, And just like any other of the designs, a lot of this stuff can be adapted. Um, They have a game like Power Plants that's coming out too that that can be adapted to kids. You can kind of take it where it's at. But I like that this is, I'm going to call this a medium weight family game Mm -hmm. because it has that, it has a little bit more decisions than what you expect. But I think the fact that the dice aren't everybody like re-rolling and re-rolling and re-rolling this is the village dice. And when people see how those yeah, are yeah. used for the first time, they're going to really enjoy that part of it because they get so many decisions and they get to make their own choices, a lot of their own choices. Um, and you can also kind of help your children through it 
talk them through mm -hmm. it. Uh, and it's a really good conversation kind of driver and teaching your kids how to play games. This would be a really good one for starting to get into Euros. Um, mm -hmm. And nice. it's not that it's like a starter all the way. It's just a really good one to see where your kids are at. Yeah. And also just, you know, they're generally going to need help figuring out like, hey, this card will help you get extra apples times two every time you get to this phase. You know, like they need to know, hey, like, you know, this gives you an extra dice placement spot, you know, like that kind of stuff. <laughs> like I taught my son the game on a live stream and he, I think we ended up in a tie. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> nice. Hey, okay. Whatever. He got like really excited about this combo and I was like, oh God, that's legal. I might lose. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I think it's a really, really good game. Kid Table Board mm -hmm. Gaming. If you get their deluxes, they're absolutely insane components. I mean, I looked at, I reviewed some of the components. They all are like cute etched stuff. Yep. You know, the, the wood, you know, just everything is, everything is great. You know, come on. Whenever I get one of their boxes, whenever I back their games, come on. All right. Come on. That's going to be great. It's going to be really, really well done, high quality stuff. And thankfully, they make solid games to back it up. Right. Yeah. Well, yep. that leads into um, another game I'm really excited for, which is Power Plants, which is also How from Kids Table Board How about Gaming. that? Yeah. Yes. We're Kids Table Board Gaming shills. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Um, um, episode, I mean, this episode is sponsored by Kids Table Board Gaming yeah. suddenly. <laughs> I mean, it seems like the first half of the show is sponsored by Button Shy. So, you know. Next we'll half is Kids Table Board Gaming. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, if, Helena, if you're listening, we are open for conversation. <laughs> no. We, after we got to play Power Plants in a demo online, I cannot say enough good things about it. It's so yeah. cool the way it all fits together and the tile placement and working off of everybody else's stuff. I mean, we were basically like, okay, so so now that we've played, when does the Kickstarter open? Because yes, please. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm hoping that both of those get fulfilled this year. I think they will. I think they will. I mean, oh, Creature yeah. Conference has got to be very Creature soon. Creature Conference has got to be real soon. No, I got a copy right here, but I think Power Plants will definitely, probably in the summertime. Yeah, probably. And both of yeah. them are up to five players, so... That's always good yeah. for our family because it means everybody can play. Yeah, they got some good stuff. I, I'll tell you, they have another title that's that's hitting right now to backers. It's called In Too Deep. Now, this is going to be a little bit more of a, a heavier affair. That's another one under their other label, which is Burnt Island yeah, that's Games. Burnt Island. Yeah, and uh, that's going to be medium, you know, medium weight euros. But th like that one's a really solid game. They have a really good roster, and cool. of course, they probably have some games up their sleeve that they haven't told us about just yet. So I always well, keep they mind. they have already teased that there's something coming. They just haven't yeah. said much of anything about it. So uh, yeah. I believe the teaser I saw said that two more things are coming. I, two times. There's stuff coming. Two. That's stuff coming. Two. Yeah, there's two more things coming. Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, who's next? Jeremy, you're next. Okay. So I have a game that I don't think anybody is talking about at all. Okay. I actually don't know how I found this game. <laughs> I don't. Okay. All right. But I, I, I tend to scroll through the 2022 list and then I tend to, I go to a site called Filibert. And Filibert is a, a, a site that's in a French, it's, it's French, and they have a whole bunch, they have English titles like a couple months early. Sometimes they're just titles that are never going to make it over here, but they are in English. And I'll find a game and I'll be like, yeah, I'll try it. And then I'll add it. I add another game that I'm looking for. And, it, you know, it, it's here. So I get it around the same time backers do. Wow, what a lead in. <laughs> this game is called Chronicles of Avel. Hmm, huh. This is by Rebel Games. 
So Rebel Games works with Asmodee. They are the same company that brought you um, Dream Home back in the day. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Sure. Right? So that that perked my ears up once I saw it. I was like, oh, Rebel. Whoa. Hey. So Chronicles of Evo is a cooperative game. You are working together to defend your city. And you have these tiles out. And what happens is you're traveling across the tiles and fighting the monsters. Now, the fun little part of this game is, is that you have your own little board with this character, which is like a hand-drawn character, but it's like cut out. And you have like little pieces that you put inside, kind of like Melissa and Doug, pieces that you put inside that represent like your armor, your your uh, your sword, your helmet. Oh, you nice. put them on your nice. little cute little character. And then they look like cooler. But what they do is they give you help with like rolls and checks and stuff like that. This is a dice chucking game. Uh, you are going to be whittling away at enemies and things like that. But what you're trying to do is take out all the monsters and the big beast before it comes and takes over your town. Uh, so you're going to be basically unveiling tiles and doing stat checks and stuff like that. It's a really, really cool looking game. It's high quality looking too, which is great. And fantasy stuff, man. You know, like, hey, mm -hmm. we talked before about stuff fables. We talked about familiar tales, these games that take mm -hmm. longer, huge campaign. This game is coming in right around, like, what, an hour tops? Eight plus. Looks really cool. Yeah, it's yeah. got an expansion with nice. other adventures. You mix up the tiles every time. You mix up the monsters every time. You know, it's got loot. It's got, you know, uh, little, little RPG-ish elements, but not really. It's not like you're writing down stats yep, yep, or anything yep. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You're just adding the swords. You're adding the stuff. And along with that comes dice and blocking attacks. Very, very easy. Doesn't feel like if it's violence, it's not really. Uh, you sure. get knocked out in this game. When you get knocked out, it's like you just basically go back to the town and get back up and go again. Like, right. so there's not really like a what I always say like a hard failure state. Sure, sure. Which is you know great for kids. Like they won't feel bad if they get knocked out. It's like oh, you just go back and then you fight again. Did you ever play uh, Catacombs of Karak? It was from Outset no. Media. It came out a couple of years ago. It's just called Karak now, I think. So th that was an incredibly basic tile placement dungeon crawl kind of game okay. and this almost sounds like the next step like if you're a family that loves Karak, this is a step up from that it sounds like it's a little bit more complex definitely something yep. i want to kind of check out do a little um, bit more but still very very accessible for kids it yeah, looks like yeah absolutely you said eight plus yeah yeah so and that i mean sounds like really we're just cool. talking like different color dice magic dice are yellow attack dice or whatever and then they have a wild die the magic changes it to any other thing you're taking pieces out of your pack, like literally taking pieces out of your pack, putting them in your pack. And I love just mm -hmm, like the way mm -hmm. the game uh, represents your character. The way it represents your character is very pleasing to a child that's playing this game. So I, I just yeah. I just took a risk on it and I said, hey, you know, um, I mean, gosh, even the art in this game is like just really appealing. It's got yeah, it looks fantastic. It really does. Yeah. I just said, hey, let me just take a risk and see what's up. And this is it. You know, Chronicles of L. And, I, and there's an expansion, I think. And I, I'm, I'm going to track that one down, too. Yeah, I see some English reviews of it, but it doesn't look like it's in the States. No. Yes. But I, and you know what's funny is, is that when I looked it up, I was like, okay, there's English reviews. Where are the English copies of this game? <laughs> <laughs> in England? Uh, I, I don't know. Right. I mean, that would be Australia? Guess, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm like, that's, where are the English awesome. copies of this game? Yeah. That's awesome. So Chrono A-V-E-L, Chronicles of Avel. Yeah, this one, uh, they actually do have an expansion. It is called Adventurer Toolkit. 
they add a couple more monsters and they add some more animal animal companions. Wow. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. So yeah, I mean, that's my jam. It's got, yeah, dude, animal companions. Are you kidding me? <laughs> they got some like little thing you can fly around on now. Like, what is this thing? I like, oh man, looks like I'm going to be paying a lot of extra money to get something. That's- <laughs> Five pounds. I'll end up paying twenty dollars for something that's five pounds. Yeah, yeah. that's funny. Uh, All right. Well, my next game is something that we teased because we heard about it beginning of January. I'll yeah. say, uh, and I, I saw actual pre-order listings for Exit: The Lord of the Rings: Shadows Over Middle Earth. So these are Whoa. Lord of the Rings themed exit boxes that are coming. That's this a year. lot of title. Well, I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's Shadows Over Middle Earth is what it's called, but it's the yeah. it's the the classic destructible exit boxes. Fifteen bucks, Lord of the Rings theme. I'm all in on that. I'm ready for it. It's as simple as that. I mean, yeah. there are certain studios and designers who have proved themselves, and so like, oh, you're going to give me more of what you do best with some branding on it that I'm also interested in. So yeah, I, yes. right. the only downside to this. So last year we reviewed an exit box that had puzzles in it, which was awesome. I don't know if you got a chance to play any of those, Jeremy. No, They're really, no. really cool. Like, like they have like jigsaw puzzles, jigsaw puzzles. as part of solving the, the exit mystery. Those are super great. Oh, okay. The Lord of the Rings one from all the preview shots that I saw, it's just a, a straight vanilla exit box. I mean, that's fine. But that's okay. If you go to like Game Nerds, the preview right. or pre-order shot that they have has a bunch of the components. So you can really get a sense of like kind of the stuff that's in the that's in the box, which is great. Right. But yeah, I just I mean, I, I love exit boxes, unlock boxes, all that stuff. Um, Lord of the Rings is obviously an incredibly well-known IP that everybody loves. Um, as long as I don't have to read it again, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so I am. Uh, I'm all in on Exit Shadows Over Middle Earth. You know, I, I just never played any of that stuff. I have to admit that I'm a little over that franchise, but I don't ever discount a game just because of that. Because I'm I'm a gameplay over everything guy. Maybe I just mm-hmm. have to find the right person to introduce me that to that stuff. I just I, I like, like how it, it's a collaborative experience where the whole family kind of gets involved. Um, even the yeah. pu- the puzzle ones, even our seven year old was able to get involved with those. So that was great. Oh, okay. Because um, it's a jigsaw puzzle. Just like, here, put this together and he can it's work like, on that one. Right. They're starting, you know, they're working on the jigsaw puzzle. And meanwhile, we're also discussing, like, you know, what do you think this clue means? Or what do you think we should be looking for? Like, and, oh, yeah. and that ability to kind of begin to delegate to people as fits their skill and ability and desire is really nice. And Mm -hmm. the exit boxes tend to allow that more than a lot of the other escape room things that I've tried. Yep. I agree with that. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my next one. That's what I got. All right. Well, I'm also hopping on the branded content train with this one. I found out that super skill pinball is coming out with a star Trek branded box. Yep. Um, yep. With four Star Trek pinball machines. Super Skill Pinball is really weird. I did not think I was going to like it because, like, I enjoy pinball and I enjoy rolling rights, but it's kind of like, I don't know how you fit those together. And and then we played some and I found myself coming back and playing it again. I think, honestly, the Super Skill Pinball games work better as solo than they do as yeah. a group game because as a group experience they that. get really really long yeah they drag yeah but as a solo i mean i need to lay out enough time for it but 
it doesn't feel like it's dragging. It feels like a pinball game. It's just that if it was a real pinball game, it would have taken me three minutes rather than yeah. 40 minutes. But I don't have yeah, a pinball I, machine in my house. I know. And, exactly. and we can have this so, box in my... <laughs> yeah. So I have really enjoyed Super Skill Pinball and... There's still a little part of me somewhere deep inside that's a Trekkie. I haven't really enjoyed much of the Star Trek in the last 15 to 20 years, but they've got some old stuff in this box too, like Trouble with Triples and some kind of Picard as Borg something. So. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm interested in that. And then they have, I think, a Fantasy Realms with Star Trek too. Uh, maybe. I think so. I, I think so. Yeah, they're going a little hard into that this year with the WizKids. Yeah, well, and, you know, I get it. And once again, this is one of those where you got to line it up just right, where if it's already a game or a game type that you like, and then you also like the intellectual property, then obviously it's a good fit. It might draw people one way or the other who only like one of those things, but... You know, it's on my right. list of being really excited about it because I already know I really like Super Skill Pinball and I already really like Star Trek. Andrew and I just finished watching, rewatching Deep Space Nine. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah. I have I have an honorable mention that I will bring up uh, because I don't think they're going straight to retail. I think it's going to Kickstarter this year, which means it technically won't come out this year. And that is Mall Peak from Pencil First Games. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming to Kickstarter sequel. soon. Yeah, so I don't think it's technically going to come out in 22. But Skull Hollow is an absolutely incredible game. It's a fantastic two-player experience. I love playing this game with my son. Love, love, love playing this game with him. I am 100% all in on Mall Peak. When it does kick, hit Kickstarter, definitely I'm going to be back in that game. Uh, I have a lot of confidence in in Keith and Ito and and the work that they do. It looks great. I just yeah. can't say enough good things about Mall Peak. I, I haven't even played it, and I can't say enough good things about it. So I'm yeah, super excited I will, for that. I but, will be doing a preview for that one. Yeah, so blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll take a look at it when you do. I will certainly look at it when you do. They're going to have a solo mode for that one, too. So yeah. That's, that's going to be cool. I like it. All mm-hmm. right. All right, that's all I had. I had the honorable mention. I'm done. Yeah, that's all I, I had got. my three. You, you, I got, you one, got one more. more. I you got one, one more. more. All I right. got one more. All right, here we go. Rolling rights. You're bringing out some rolling rights out of me. So this one here is called Riverside. Riverside, okay. I think, is going to make it to our shores this year uh, because it's getting a lot of praise, and it should get a lot of praise. What you're doing in, in Riverside is you are on a boat cru- cruise in the Arctic, <laughs> Okay. And what you're doing is, is you have these tiles that are laid out. Um, they come together top to bottom in a row to make a trip and it all, it, it hooks back around. So there's like one route, you mix up the tiles and it's going to have a top and a bottom tile laid out on there. And then it's going to make kind of like an oval and then you can, it's going to sure. mix up different every time they actually give you more tiles than you need. So you have mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But each tile has ports on both sides and they have numbers. Now, since they're randomly placed, this is going to be important. So what you're doing is you're going to be rolling a set of dice, and you're going to be putting the median dice in the middle, and then you'll have some dice that go up top that are higher than that number. And those will be like your steam dice, your heat dice. And what you'll do is you'll move a certain amount of spaces, and then those heat dice, a combination of heat dice and the dice you choose, you'll be making making choices as to which port you want to go to. Now, the cool part about this part is that you can choose to travel a little bit further than the boat or a little bit behind where the boat is up to three spaces away. You can manipulate that as you go along. But 
you're going to be triggering off that number, but also ticking off the number that you chose for the color die. So like five brown dice, you check off five marks for the brown die. Well, if you finish off a row on your four boards, your four little color boards, you'll trigger off a ticket and that ticket may trigger off something else. And then you got the little combo energy going on, combo mm -hmm, energy. Mm -hmm, yes. mm -hmm. When you trigger off the ports, you're going to use the tickets as a multiplier. Ah. Now here's the deal. The next time you put a score into the block, there's three, three scores for each color. You have to have a number higher than the last one. So now oh. you're, that you're using that little travel route of three spaces to go, maybe I don't want to score the nine times brown this time until I come back around. But then maybe mm -hmm. I need the red that's at a four. And then I got to hope the die that we roll doesn't push us too far down the route. Yep, yep, yep. But you get this nice little interesting choice along the way. This game... You're going to have scores in the two, three hundreds. <laughs> it's going to feel good. It's going to feel good even at a loss. You feel like you have a chance. Really fun solo. You're going to burn through sheets like crazy. Laminator. <laughs> yeah, you're going, to, you're going to burn through sheets of this like crazy. They give you quite a few, though. That game, if you can find that game, Riverside, definitely one I'd stick my neck out for. That one, That's a good one. That's a very good one. And if you look up any reviews on it, if you look up any reviews on it, everybody just loves the game. There's nobody's like, eh, no, <laughs> it's a good, it's just a really fun game. Riverside, definitely high recommend on that one. Hopefully it's by, Ch I think, Chill Fox, which I can't remember if they have any games ported yet, but this one will probably be popular enough where it gets picked up by a U.S. publisher and we'll make it here. Hmm. Well, that sounds really cool. I like it. A lot of stuff here that I didn't know much about or I knew absolutely nothing about, including this one, Riverside. So I appreciate that very much. And Jeremy. You can be excited for all of them. I am excited for all of them, pretty much. Um, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show and hanging out and talking about some games. Oh, man, as always. Thank you so much for coming back on. We can't we can't have these two-year gaps. You talked about <laughs> World West. Do you know how old that game is? That game is, yes. That game is like old dust at this point right like in gaming terms yes. well it's still a fun game which is great that you absolutely like you went and you got that game because that doesn't mean it's not fun you know that's the key these games they do get older but we are very privileged to have the ability whether you buy them or they're sent to you to be able to talk about all these games and yes we do move on but that doesn't mean that the game is not good agree and mm -hmm. they, they become more affordable in a pandemic where people are losing their jobs they don't have a lot of funds this is a great time to go back in those bargain bins and find some of the games that we talked about. Um, and also listen to old episodes of games so you can find them. That's so right. Definitely hey. go back into these old episodes of Family Gamers <laughs> to check it out. But I do. I highly encourage you. It, it was actually really good to hear that. They like rolled west and you got it for this Christmas. That means that was a long time ago, which is great. You know, like, so I, I did look it back. Uh, you mentioned looking back at old episodes of the Family Gamers podcast. It was exactly 50 episodes ago. It was January 4th, 2021. Was How about that? Year. January 4th. Wow. There you go. <laughs> Remember when we said like time is. It's not a straight line anymore. Whew, hasn't yep. been for a while. All right. Well, Jeremy, where can people find you on the Internet? First of all, you can find me on Man vs. Meeple. That's who I'm a part of. And uh, I contribute all the stuff there, solo Sundays there, reviews, previews, all kinds of coverage. I have a one-player network show coming very soon. We'll be looking for some contributors to that. should be fun. 
And then uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff going on this year that I would like people to come check out because we've been known as a preview channel. We're going to have a lot more coverage on random things. As a matter of fact, plenty of that stuff is out there now. Check out all those top 10 lists and different things we're doing there. But also, if you want to just see me, follow me on Facebook. You can always follow me on Facebook under my actual name, Jeremy Howard, where I try to post beautiful, (laughs) positive stuff every day if I can. And you can find me on my old site, Jambalaya Plays Games Community page on Facebook, where we just hang out and you can post whatever you really you want. Uh, mostly pictures and mostly what are you playing. So Jambalaya Plays Games Community is a nice place to come hang out on Facebook. Alpacas nice. and uh, and red pandas. Yes, and red pandas. Red pandas <laughs> are my motivational motivational animal every year. Last year was the quokka. This year <laughs> is the year of the red panda. Love okay? it. All right. Love it. All right, Anitra, where can people find us online? One of the best places to talk to us is in the Family Gamers community on Facebook, mm-hmm. where you can get advice not just from us, but from lots of other people. Or you can find us more directly, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Family Gamers AA. We're even on TikTok every once in a while. Yeah. Um, we finally have our YouTube channel with the The Family Gamers yep, name. Search for so you The can Family find Gamers on YouTube. And you can uh, find the videos that we're putting up there. We just put up a video for The Cupid Crisis. Which you heard in the break for this show. You did. But if you want to see us talk about it and see kind of what some of that looks like, see you can check it out on YouTube. together, you know. Mm-hmm. Or you can always email us, andrew at thefamilygamers.com. Anitra at thefamilygamers.com. Check out our Family Gamers and Play Games with Their Kids merchandise. We have the logo and the cool designs on t-shirts and hoodies and mugs and stuff like that at thefamilygamers.com forward slash merch. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show if you like what you hear. Tell your friends about the show and leave us a review. They do more than you could possibly imagine to help spread the word about family gaming and how you can play games with your kids. Mm-hmm. That's a very important thing. You can find us on all of the places, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Wherever you get podcasts, That's all right. the places. Family Gamers is sponsored by First Move Financial. Go to firstmovefinancial.com slash familygamers to learn how the team at First Move Financial can help you pile up the victory points. Well, I think that's going to be it for this week. Thank you again for coming on, Jeremy. It was a blast. And I found out about a bunch of games that I had not even heard of yet. So now I'm excited. Yes, that's what I'm here to do. Inform and uh, just have a good time. So thank you so much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I will definitely come back as soon as possible. Let's not wait too long next time. All right. All right. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's going to be it for us this week, everybody. Until next week. Play games with your kids. kids.